This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by Grow Getters Club, a high-touch mastermind helping smart women incubate and grow their business ideas, side hustles, and passion projects together. Join the waitlist at growgetters.io forward slash club for our next intake. Welcome to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast. If you want to future-proof yourself, turn your hobby into a profitable side hustle and create a thriving, multi-passionate career, then you're in the right place. Each week, we keep you up to speed with all the hottest and most in-demand methods, models, tools, and trends in business and tech to help you stay ahead of the game and grow. I'm GrowGetters co-founder and innovation specialist, Tiffany Hart. And I'm GrowGetters co-founder and digital strategist, Tanya Garma. So if you're ready to stay relevant in your element and be excellent, Follow the Grow Getters podcast for your weekly fix of future skills. Now, let's get growing. Hey guys, welcome to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast. This week on the pod, we have an unmissable expert masterclass with the one and only Kelty Maguire. Kelty is a clarity coach who helps small business owners get clear on what they want and how to get there both personally and professionally. Prior to becoming a coach, Kelty spent 15 years in various sales roles, as well as several years designing and running her own jewelry line and business called Kelty Leanne Designs. She's originally from Vancouver, Canada, and has also resided in Sydney, Australia, and she credits her ability to embrace change as one of the keys to creating a life that is varied, colourful, and purposeful. Kelty is based in Munich and is a friend of the pod. We've had Kelty on multiple times because she's just so damn good at what she does and what she shares always leaves us with a sense of clarity we didn't reach before the session. So this is a must-listen podcast for all women out there. So without further ado, here's Kelty. Welcome Kelty Maguire to the Grow Getters podcast. It's so awesome to have you on again because you have been a guest a couple of times before for our book club episode. So welcome again. Thank you. I think this is at least visit number three, if not four. So I'm excited to be back. Well, you're a pro. We love chatting with you. You've got your own podcast as well. So you know the ropes and it's always a pleasure to chat with you. So I'm really excited about today because we are going to go a bit deeper into gaining clarity. So gaining clarity around your career, your business, and you are the perfect person to speak to because you are a clarity expert. You are in fact a clarity coach. And I would love to know what has been your journey into getting there? So what what has been your own career journey and how did you yourself get clarity to forge this career? Good question. Well, I always like to describe my my career history as being varied and colorful because I've done quite a few different things, but I would say for most of my professional career, I was in sales. So I worked in tech sales, recruitment sales, or sales recruitment, I should say. And then I was in advertising sales. And somewhere along the line, I had the I kind of got bitten by the entrepreneur bug that I wanted to start my own business. So in 2011, I actually started a jewelry design business where I was designing and creating gemstone jewelry. And I actually, I did that alongside my day job for a few years. And then I want to say it was like 2016. I took the plunge, quit my sales job and decided to go all in with the business and things were going well. Although, you know, as any business owner, entrepreneur can appreciate, there's always stumbling along the way and challenges and doing something full time. And 
earning your living from it is something different than doing it off the side of your desk, so to speak. So I would say, although I was enjoying it, basically over the course of time, I found myself finding less and less, I don't want to say satisfaction, but there were more and more tears. And of course, you, you know, you sort of think this is just part of the process, ups and downs of being a business owner. But I'll tell a brief story, which is I was at an event with a bunch of other business owners and a coach was facilitating this session. And she said, I want you to take a few minutes and write down everything you love about your business. And everybody like immediately, like kind of, it's like leaning over, you know, the table starts writing. And I wrote down, I love jewelry. I love designing jewelry. I love my customers. And then I kind of fell short and I thought, okay, what else do I love about this? And meanwhile, everyone's kind of scribbling madly. And I realized at that point that although, you know, I love being a business owner. Of course, I love jewelry as, you know, a lot of us women do, I suppose. There wasn't that much that was filling me up about it anymore. And yet when I thought about what my options were, I really didn't see there being any. Like I felt like I can't close this business because I've invested too much. I guess, you know, I tried my best to try and make changes. I hired a business coach to see if there were ways that I could find more enjoyment in what I was doing. I thought perhaps the issue was just that I wasn't making as much money as I would like. And so I would say I probably spent a couple of years really trying to figure out like what was wrong, so to speak. Why was I not enjoying this business? And I I also started to think that maybe I was just asking too much, that maybe, you know, this whole kind of thing that people say, well, you know, it's just work. You don't have to necessarily love what you do all the time. And that's why they pay you for it. And so there was a lot of ups and downs for, I want to say probably a good two, three years, at which point my German husband and I decided we would move to Germany. We were living in Vancouver up to this point. And I would say that opportunity to make this move, I felt like it sort of, it made me feel like I was allowed to question myself more that if I was to close the business, people would understand because I was making this overseas move. And of course that was just a story that I told myself, but upon moving to Germany, started doing a lot more, you know, self-reflection, really looking at what was going on, if it was something that could be remedied. And eventually after, I want to say six to 12 months here in Germany, I just saw this new, beautiful life that I was building all the things that I wanted this, you know, life of location independence, being able to have the flexibility to go back to Canada, meeting new people, travel, having new experiences. And I contrasted that with the way I was feeling and where I was spending my time and energy day to day. And I felt very disconnected in what I was doing. I felt very lonely. And so I eventually came to this very hard conclusion that I would close the business which was good. There was relief in that, knowing that I was making that decision. And yet, of course, I had to figure out what I was going to do next. So right off the back of that, it's like, what the hell am I going to do next? What am I good at? Should I continue being a business owner? I, I felt like I really was, I do, I feel like for me, the call was bigger than just jewelry design. It was really about entrepreneurship, having my own business, having that independence, creating something in this world. So I knew that for sure. And otherwise there wasn't much I knew. So it was really like a deep dive process that I went into of figuring out what has sort of went wrong, what wasn't working about that last business, what had led to my discontent and what it was I actually wanted. Like, what do I want? Because one thing I recognize in navigating this indecision around whether I should close the company and how to fix these challenges I was having is there was so much of like, what are other people going to think? You know, I've invested too much. I can't give this up. If I quit, I'm a failure you know, I made all this like really deep, heavy meaning out of that experience. And so 
I had to kind of step away and say like, what do I want? What's important to me, not just professionally, but in my life, what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to spend my days? You know, what am I good at? How can I build a business around that? So lots of soul searching and through this process and through a few things, which I knew to be true, which was, I did want to work as a business owner. I really felt called to work with and support business owners and entrepreneurs I knew there were things I had done well in my last business, but I wasn't sure how to translate that into like, you know, a monetized service. I started having conversations with people, with other business owners, just saying, Hey, what are you being challenged by right now? Like what's going on for you? Where are you feeling stuck? Thinking that perhaps I could ask them some thoughtful questions to really sort of disentangle what was going on and then see where I could insert myself there to say like, do I have a service or offering? And what I recognized is that the red thread in all those conversations was that each and every one of these business owners was lacking clarity in some sense. They, you know, they didn't know if they wanted to renew the lease in their retail store. They didn't know if they should quit their day job and go in full time now or in the future. You know, they didn't know if they should take investment in what they were doing. Like they just, they didn't have clarity. And I thought if we don't have clarity, if we don't have this bigger vision, if we don't know where we're going, effectively we're stuck. Like we can't, we can't do anything really. And so I had a light bulb moment where I thought, you know, clarity is a big thing I believe I can help people with on my experience, having worked in sales, consulted people, been a thoughtful question asker through my own journey, through being able to connect the dots and like sort of disparate different ideas. And then the second piece is really recognizing that like clarity is great and all, but we also need to take action. It's not just about knowing what we want, but we need to take aligned action and do things to get us where we want to go. So Really, my business was born from this notion that we need to get clarity, take action, so we can ultimately create businesses and lives that not only look good on the outside, that not only run, but that actually feel good for us to inhabit. That's my long story. <laughs> I love it. No, Longest I mean, intro ever. It's, it's great. No, thank you so much for generously sharing that. I think almost anyone listening will identify with parts or even all of that story. I think that as entrepreneurs or as business owners, we have identified with parts of this. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing. One question that maybe does come up with you, maybe it doesn't, but I'm going to ask it anyway, is uh, what is a clarity coach? Because I know we have life coaches, we have business coaches, but how would you define a clarity coach to be? Yeah. So I see it really being at the intersection of both business and life. And by the way, you know, despite my own background and having run businesses and the fact I had this call for supporting business owners, I also work with a lot of professionals. So, you know, it's, it's really people who have that sense of agency that they want to create something, whatever it may be, whether that's on the career front or whether that's on the business front. But so it's, it's looking at like this intersection of call it career business and life with clarity being the center point there. Like really, I think, you know, even beyond being clear on what you want, it's acting with intention. And it, I know you like me, big fans of designing your life, like this notion of acting by design rather than default. So, you know, certainly clarity is not the only thing I help people with. It's it's sort of at that center, but if you want to look at like what kind of spins off of that, it's like, you know, it's decision-making, it's d- assessing opportunities. It's making sure we're acting in alignment. It's looking at what really matters to us. It's looking at how we can be productive, not in like the traditional sense of like getting a lot done, but getting the things done that really matter. So, you know, it's unique in the sense that 
I think a lot of the other coaches there out there, specifically like a traditional career coach or a business coach, a lot of what they're doing is really looking at how can we kind of like optimize the heck out of your business or your career, you know, make you the most amount of money, get things running more efficiently without really taking the person into account that much. And I think it's so important. And of course, you know, we look at this in different ways. If it's like, it's going to be different for like a fortune 500 company versus like a solopreneur service provider. But I think we often forget about the, the person or the people they're running organizations. And I think we, it's, it's very important that we consider how things feel, you know, not just what we're creating on paper that, but that we actually feel good about what we're doing. So I, I would say it's like a very human centered, holistic approach, if that makes sense. I love that. No, that sounds amazing. I think you've definitely found an opportunity there that takes that human into account. No, I think that's fantastic. Interestingly, we, we just had a, a session this morning with a few of our members and one member talked about vision and that she felt a little under pressure to have this five-year vision and that should that everything to be determined by creating this vision or can she not simply experiment and try things and see what works and not be bound to a vision, particularly these types of five-year visions. What, what would you say to her in this sense? Like how important is vision? Is vision everything or is there a gray area here? I think it's super important, but probably not in the way that she is thinking about this. And you know, I love her saying like five-year vision, who knows? I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but I feel much the same way. And, you know, I, I think that's for a lot of different reasons. I think it's actually a really beautiful thing that she's questioning this notion of a longer-term vision because there are so many variables and not just like, oh, you know, the bad things that may happen. We look at the pandemic of the last few years, but we can also look at like, it, it leaves room for possibility because we don't necessarily know where we're going to go or where life's going to take us. So I think having this very like open, curious sort of exploratory mindset is super important. You know, I almost get the sense that when she talks about vision, she's maybe tapping more into like concrete specific goals, if that makes sense. And of course, goals can make up our larger vision. But what I would say and some questions she might ask herself that could be really helpful. And I think this is what I really use as like sort of that like guidepost for my clients is, first of all, what kind of life am I building? And when we think about life and the life we're building or cultivating, we can think in terms of quality. So I'll use myself as an example. I am cultivating or building a life of freedom. And we, you know, we want to ask ourselves, well, what does freedom mean? Is it financial freedom? Is it time freedom? Is it a feeling of freedom? You know, for me, it's very much doing what I want, when I want, and having the means to be able to do that. Okay. Of course, there's also like mental, you know, spiritual freedom. So we, we I, I would say like, you know, sort of disassemble a little bit, like what, what the terms are that you're using. So freedom, um, connection, connection is a really big one. I'm building a life of connection, meaningful connection with people. It was something that I saw so hugely missing in my last, my last business. So we can look at qualities of the life and then also the feelings we want to have. So how do you want to feel? There's a woman by the name of Danielle Laporte, and she has this, um, the concept she has, it's called core desired feelings. And what she argues, which I think is just brilliant is that our choices in life and the goals we choose to pursue and the relationships we find ourselves in, what have you, the things that we buy, it's ultimately not about any of that, but it's really about how it will make us feel. And that all of us have a set of these core desired feelings or CDS, she calls it for short. And 
that those are what we need to actually align our choices and our actions with. So if you say, one of my core desired feelings is security. Okay, what, what makes you feel secure? Is it knowing you have great relationships in your life? Is it knowing that you've got you know, stable, stable income in your work? And so if you, let's say, are being presented with an opportunity for a new role at work, you might ask yourself, does that make me feel stable? Does that make me feel connected? And of course, you know, there's a degree of speculation here, but I think if we ask ourselves if the choices we're making, the things we're doing, the places we're going, the people we're in relationship with, if those can lead to the qualities of the life that we want, the way we want to feel, I personally think that's not to say vision is not important, but that needs to be the starting point. And I think that we'll find that our visions will start to crystallize from there. Yeah. What, yeah. One other exercise I might give, and this is one I'm going to take from the designing your life book is to like, be playful about this notion of vision. And they do something in there called odyssey planning, which is they have you come up with on sort of like a one to five year timeline, come up with three different possible lives for yourself. And the exercise is meant to be that you like, you go just wild. Like one of them might be like the track you're on now. Another might be the life that you could only imagine that you would have, but like be really playful about it. And so I would say, give yourself some wiggle room for possibility. And, and then when you look at those three plans, this is an exercise I would suggest off the back of that book, what's at the heart of those? Like, what are some of the, like the common themes that emerge through those different lives or through those different visions that you have? Because in some sense, it's not so much about the vision, but again, it's what it's going to facilitate, what it's going to create, whether it's impact, whether it's emotion, whether it's relationships. And why do, in your experience, why do people, I don't know if it's occasionally or often, make choices in their careers or their businesses or their lives that are actually counter to these CDFs or these core feelings? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it's like the the should, and this is no one's fault, but the fact is we societally are taught that certain things are important and are valuable, you know, whether it's, you know, we live here in Germany and of course, like there's things like the coveted job at BMW, right? Like that's considered like, you know, the, the top sort of echelon of what people want. That's like, you have a job at BMW, why would you ever be happy or leave? Right? So we grow up and all of us, of course, we have this, it's, different depending where we've been brought up, what our families are, but we've been taught that certain things are equal success, certain things equal happiness, certain things equal having made it, whatever. And so I think we often become programmed with that to the extent that we don't stop and ask ourselves, what's success for me? What does successful look like? I mean, that's a wonderful question we can ask ourselves. What is a successful life? You know, so I, I think a lot of it has to do with that programming around us. I think especially as women, a lot of us, you know, we're led to do things to please others, whether it's our parents, whether it's what our teachers wanted, whether it's what we think other people want. So, I mean, there's so many different factors, but we could maybe chalk it up broadly speaking to noise, right? There's like a lot of literal metaphorical noise out there that I believe leads people to become disconnected with their own desires. And then, and we're not taught this, like nobody says like, take some time and really think about what you want, be intentional. What kind of life are you designing? It feels like navel gazing, right? Like, it's just like, well, that's very indulgent. Aren't you lucky to be able to think about what you want? Like, it's just not what we do. Very true. Oh man. Yeah, no, I can definitely identify with that. I think a lot of people can, but absolutely taking that time to self-reflect and actually investigate what it is that 
you want? What are those core feelings? And what does success look like for you individually? That's imperative. And lately, I mean, obviously, there's a few phenomena around the world, I think, particularly in the United States about the great resignation, or the big quit. I think that's another nice tabloidy term there. Have you seen more people in the last few years, like really seeking clarity? Has this boomed in since 2020? I would say yes. I mean, I think people are just questioning things more, which again, I think it's a good thing. I think we're all waking up a little bit in terms of how we want our lives to look. You know, even I I look at myself, like I'm a woman who doesn't have children. It's been really interesting to see the number of women who are questioning this. Like, maybe I don't have to have kids. Maybe I don't want to have kids. So the way that things have been done, whether it's on a work front, whether it's on a family front, whether it's been, you know, what have you relationships, you know, there's that questioning. So I think also with, you know, this great resignation with COVID, with what have you, you know, employers are having to, they're having to offer more flexibility, right. For both like practical reasons, as well as because now people are demanding this. So I think again, going back to like, you know, I work with those people who really have that sense of agency and autonomy. I think more and more people at all levels of the workforce are asking like, maybe I can have something different or more for myself. And, and also, of course, we haven't had the distractions of the outside world to the same degree, right? We've had like more solitude, more time and like, you know, on our own or in a smaller family unit, as opposed to like constantly being out there engaging with the world. And that's given us a chance to really pause and reflect. So I think it's actually been really beautiful for that reason. And what are the biggest or most common questions that people are coming to you with? What are the biggest quandaries and the frequency of these big puzzlements or quandaries that are people coming in with? What are these common questions? Yeah, I would say residing underneath all of it, it's really, what do I want? You know, whether it's, do I want to continue, you know, moving up within my company? Do I want to continue running this business? Like, you know, I think part of it is this investigation, this feeling that things aren't quite right. And I think there's often really a guilt associated with that, you know, this feeling of wanting more like, Mm -hmm. and and that can be hard because I, you know, the people I work with, of course, there's, you know, substantial privilege there to be able to, of course, hire a coach to ask these questions, like where people are at in their careers and their businesses. But it's this feeling of like, yeah, things are fine and it's good. I should be happy. Right. I should be happy. I'm making good money like that. You know, it's, it's fine. I can support myself and my family. Um, but it's this feeling of wanting life to be deeper and richer and stepping more into their own possibility. Like, I think it's this feeling for a lot of my clients, this feeling they're only just scratching the surface in terms of what they're capable of, what they can contribute, what life can look like for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, and how that manifests, I mean, it's going to vary. Some people it's like, uh, you know, I don't really know what direction to take in my business. Other people, it's the feeling of like, do I want to quit my job? And if so, what am I going to do next? A lot of people sort of straddling this line between like entrepreneurship and, you know, more of the corporate life and which way do they go? And aside from the, you mentioned the Odyssey planning, what are some initial questions that we can ask ourselves if we are quite confused or we are puzzled about something that's happening with, with us right now? What are some core questions that you would recommend to initially ask yourself? Yeah. So I actually, I have four questions that are a great starting point and we can maybe link to it in the show notes so people can download this, those if they want, but let me see if I can remember them off the top of my head. Cause there's only, <laughs> there's only four of them, but 
One of them can just simply be, what don't I want, right? We often think, I don't know what I want. People say, I don't know what I want. My guess is you have a better idea than you think. So maybe start with what don't you want? You know, for me in my last business, it was like, I don't want to feel disconnected. I don't want to feel, you know, bored. I don't want to feel, you know, I don't want to keep doing this. Like I, whatever it is, because then we can sort of look at like the inverse of that being true. So that can be a good starting point. Or, you know, if somebody, for example, is like looking at their next career move or maybe looking at moving into a new industry, they may say, well, I don't know what industry to move into next in my marketing career. It's like, well, you probably actually know what industries you don't want to work in. So start there and kind of work backwards. Another question we can ask ourselves is like, what would I do if the outcome were guaranteed? Because a lot of what prevents us from pursuing new paths and, and opportunities is fear. You know, it's natural, but we're like, we're afraid we're not going to be successful with it. We're afraid that, you know, things may not work out, all these kind of worst case scenarios. So if you think about, okay, let's just imagine for a second that the outcome was guaranteed with whatever I'm considering or, or either in either scenario, like if I'm considering for me, let's say quitting my jewelry business or continuing with it. If the outcome was guaranteed, if I knew that I would be either successful continuing with the business or quitting, what would I do? And actually I asked myself this and I did get to a point where I thought, you know, even if I was to grow this business to the point that I had envisioned from like a, you know, revenue um, profit perspective and being in all those stores I hope to be in and what have you, I got to a point where I thought, I think even if I can do that, I don't want that. So that can be really telling as well. Of course, these questions, we have to put ourselves in sort of like the state of make-believe, but just like suspending our disbelief for a second and thinking, okay, what if it, what if it works out either way? The outcome's guaranteed. What would I do? Another one can be, we, we often, most of us have the opinions of one or more people sort of in our ear, right? Like when we think about like, what will people think? Is it your mom? Is it your partner? Is it your friends? Is it your industry peers? Right? So you can think like, if my mom's opinion didn't matter, what would I do? Or like, if I didn't care what the other people in the jewelry industry thought, what would I do? So that can also be a really helpful question as well. And then the last question, and I think these are the four, of course, I'm a, you know, I'm a walking, I don't know, like reference book of questions is that what would I do if I wasn't so invested? And I don't just mean invested financially, although that can be a part of it, but there's something called, um, I think it's called sunk cost theory or fallacy in psychology. And this notion that the more that we've invested time, money, energy, like we could think of it even like in a romantic relationship, right? The longer you've been with a person, even if that relationship isn't going well, the harder it's going to be to leave. Cause you think like I've spent 10 years of my life with this person. We've bought a house together. We maybe we've had a child together. And so if you weren't so invested, if you were to, let's say in this case with a relationship, if you were to look at the state of your relationship right now, or like over those last six months, I know it's hard to put that past aside. Of course it exists. But if we can imagine what would you do that can sometimes bring about, you know, emotions, sort of impulses. You might think, oh my God, like no way I would stay in this if I hadn't been with this person 10 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well now you're in a position where you have to decide what you're going to do with that information. But it can create like real moments of insight and sort of these light bulb moments when we imagine that we haven't made past investments. I love these questions, Kelty. Thank you so much for sharing. And we will include a link to your downloadable in the show notes. And to wrap up, how can we find you? And we will also put all the links in the show notes, but how can we work with you? Yeah. So I keep it simple online. Kelty McGuire is my website my Instagram, my LinkedIn, those are kind of like the key places you'll find me. I do have, um, you know, I send out emails typically weekly, but 
you know, a good starting point, check out that guide. If you feel like you need some clarity, it can be a really good point to like kind of work through the, through those, get some initial insights. I do have a course that I recently launched called Get Clarity, and it's really geared at business owners who have this sense of, isn't business supposed to be fun? Like, why did I start this thing? Because I think what happens is typically we start our own businesses because we want to have freedom. We want to have, you know, abundance. We want to have this like really amazing connected life and lifestyle. And what we end up realizing sometimes a few years down the road is it's almost like brick by brick, we've been building our own prison. So Get Clarity is really aimed at helping people get clear on what it is they want, you know, what's working, what's not. We look at some of those fears that are standing in your way. We use some of these design thinking sort of tools like like prototyping ideas to look at new possible paths and avenues. And so that's really, you know, that course is the foundation of my work. And then of course, I also offer private coaching as well. So all of that on the website, you can check it out and I welcome conversations. So like, feel free to just hit me up or drop me a DM online. Love that. Thank you so much again, Kelty Maguire for joining us. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Grow Getters. If you love the podcast, then we know you'll love the club. Introducing Grow Getters Club, the intimate mastermind for global grow-getting women like you that holds you accountable, attracts your kind of people, and cuts through the clutter so you can get crystal clear on your zone of genius, whatever that might be. No matter what stage of your business journey, our community of brilliant, like-minded women are all working together towards the same goal, clarity for their one big thing. Grogetters Club is a perfect blend of everything you need to launch your side hustle or scale your business in no time. You'll get exclusive access to expert-led masterclasses and events covering the hottest future skills topics so you stay on top of your game. You'll type into the brains of a cohort of incredibly talented and diverse women you can collaborate with via regular co-working and peer-to-peer skill exchange sessions. Our live roundtable workshops will help you working on your biz in real time using mirror boards to track your progress and the accountability of an intimate group will keep Keep you on track to achieve your wildest dreams. Best of all, you'll be part of a growing movement of women who are taking active steps to future-proof themselves and encourage each other to thrive. So come and join the waitlist for Grow Getters Club at growgetters.io forward slash club. Our next intake is coming soon, so make sure you sign up today.